Hey, what is up, guys? Uh, it is the Trivia Guy. Thanks for uh, tuning into another episode of The Issue. Check us out Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you like the show, awesome. Tell a friend. Um, spread it out. Spread out word of mouth here. Um, if not, just relax. It's not a big deal. Don't tell a friend. Go about your day. Um, but hey, check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast or our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It is Saturday, October 10th. Uh, we are here for a Saturday special. Uh, another crazy week. Um, not a lot of episodes came out this week, so we apologize once again. But we are back in person today and hoping to get back on a schedule here somewhat soon. Oh, um, just, you know, school life is just crazy. You know, life's crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like now a lot of things are getting back to normal. So you're seeing a lot more family functions. Like, for example, I got a wedding this coming weekend. That's exciting. You know, and um, so yeah, it's just been kind of crazy. Um, Everything's hey, kind of getting back into the swing today. Today is a really, really good episode. I got to say, is. though. Um, we were telling you guys how we're going to start doing quarterback tiers. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to a little bit of Thursday night football. Tom Brady forgetting the down, maybe. We'll right. see. Right. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll get to our Sunday night predictions and then a little update on some uh, some baseball. Yeah. Uh, NLDS, ALDS, all that good stuff. Heading into the um, championship series in both leagues. So that'll, yep. be, that'll be fun. We'll preview those, review right. the – the, the division series. So yeah, some of the things that went down, but I'm going to start this off by kind of leading us into this new segment that we've created. Uh, Tim, I think this was actually your idea for a segment. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people do it. Yeah. You know, they do kind of like tiers instead of ranking that way. You don't have to really get into too many specifics because if you try to sit here and rank every quarterback for, you know, every week you're, I mean, come yeah. on now, what are we doing here? Really? I mean, so this is just based off of their performances in week uh, what, it, four in week four. Well, up to week four, up, up to, week, to four. week four. So a whole body of work so far, the 2020 season. Yes. That's Thursday. That's their Thursday game, their Sunday game and their Monday. And then, yeah. So last night you... is not a factor in right. this quarterback to your list. Right. Uh, this, the Thursday night game that happened was for the next week. Um, so we're going to start getting you guys this tier on Wednesday episodes. So as soon, we'll get you the Monday night uh, recap and predict for Thursday, but we'll also get you the tiers um, and how the quarterbacks kind of shook down that week. Um, so we're going to start things off with uh, tier one. And yeah, call yeah. I mean, game we'll changers. Just, yeah, normally we go from uh, bottom to top, but I do like on tiers starting you know top yes. to bottom here. So. Um, yeah, tier one, like you said, we're going to start with game changers. These are the guys that um, we we'll give you a little description of each tier. That way, you know kind of what it what we're looking for. What is criteria? Yeah. yeah. Um, game changers are basically these are your MVP candidates. These are your guys that can win at all costs. Um, these are guys that it, the face of their franchise, um, face of the league borderline. Uh, like a guy, like for example, I'll tell you right now, uh, Russell Wilson's in there, so he's the face of his of his franchise, basically face of the league. Him yes. and Patrick Mahomes, I would say. Yes. But then you could also get a guy like Disclosure Josh Allen in here, who is maybe not the face of the league, but he's definitely the face of his franchise, and he's emerging as an MVP candidate. He's playing at an MVP level. Yes. So I would say this is the MVP type. You know, put the team on his back. Right. So anyway, you so have, we got you have a we minute have, thirty left in the game. You're giving the ball to this yeah, guy. He's yeah. Make so it we happen. have we have four quarterbacks. Um, we have Russell Wilson, like I was saying. I mean, he's incredible. 
uh, it'd be tough to leave him out to keep him off this list. Not only in general, but I mean, just this year, he's been even better than, than normal, which is insane. I mean, he's thrown for um, almost 1300 yards, 16 touchdowns, two picks. Um, I mean, this pass rating, I I don't have it up, but you you can get it up. You're looking, um, it's, it's a very, very high clip. It's, I think it's like 130 something. Let's see. Uh, one thirty six, yes, point seven. So one thirty seven QBR. Yes. Um. So okay, yeah. So Russell is playing at an MVP level. I think right now he's my MVP pick. I remember I right here it says September sixth. Russell Wilson will win MVP. I still hold true to that. I'm still holding firm on that. Um. All right, we'll move on to uh to Patrick Mahomes, our second quarterback in this tier. These are not ranked in any sort of order. you know order. They're just tiered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the beauty of it. I mean, Mahomes, he's thrown for 1,100 yards, uh, 11 touchdowns, no picks. And I think, yes, he might not have the 16 touchdowns. He might not have as many yards and as great of a QBR as um, as Russ. I mean, it's probably up there, to be honest with you, no picks, and he's been pretty efficient. The reason that I'm putting him here is is the progression I've seen in his game. He's already one of the most ta- – he's definitely probably the most talented in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to add a almost like a surgical – March down the field, no issue, you know. Um, yeah, so Mahomes has a 114 QBR. He's starting to add that, you know, can surgically pick apart defenses, see blitzes, uh, hit the check down for some big yards. Even though it's not the flashy play, he's starting yes. to make the better, more veteran play. Right, and that's something And that's new. scary, though. And, like, that's scary because so far he's just been flinging the ball around the yard and he's that yes. good. Yes. This is a new emergence in Patrick Mahomes and just being able to sit back, survey – be a little more, uh, I'd say, mature with the football. He's yeah, not, he's, he's almost been more methodical. He's yeah. starting to see more value in, hey, man, if I read the blitz instead of running from it, I'm way better off. Right, and I've noticed he's been sitting in the pocket a lot longer than he usually has, too. I just I feel like he's just been dissecting it. And then yeah. also, you see, like I said, you get that, plus you also get his raw talent. Right. I remember we were watching the Ravens game. He's backpedaling and just puts his foot in the ground. And about just, about twelve yards behind the line of scrimmage, and launches like a sixty-five yard bomb to McCole Hartman oh, off but, his back foot with a guy in his face. It was and, insane, and it was just on the money too. Like it was obviously. Um, all right, so we'll get on to our third quarterback here. We got Josh Allen. Like I mentioned, that he would. Uh, I mean, come on now, uh, thirteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, one pick. He's led the Bills to a four and zero record for the first time since so I want to say two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a one twenty three QBR, and not only that, I mean. His rushing stats, yes, he has three fumbles, three fumbles lost. That's a little bit of a concern. Um, but he's averaging uh, 21 yards a game, so not crazy. But, I mean, he's mobile. He's ex- incredibly mobile. He's and mobile. He, has, he has three touchdowns on the ground. And he's mobile enough to escape the rush and avoid the pressure when yeah. it matters. So, I, I would say um, he's been he's been really solid. Um, I He's probably second or third right now, in my opinion, for MVP. Our All next right. guy on the list, I said, might be second to, to Russell. But – Josh Allen's definitely firmly in the conversation. Yes. Um, as of now, if the season ended now, he'd be a finalist easily. Um, he's just playing at a really high level. And like I said, led the Bills to 4-0. Says enough, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to another guy who's got his team rolling. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Is, is his age on here? How old is he? I mean, what is he, like 40? Or not 40. He's like 35, I think. Yeah, I got it right here. He is, I mean, I think he's like 35. He was born in 1983. Ah, here we go. Ah, used for the calculator. Yeah. What, 83? That's what, yeah. So 36. 37. 37. 
Okay, so at 37, I don't know when his birthday falls. So uh, 36. December. He's 36. He'll be 37. He'll be 37. So he's 36. And this man is going off on on uh, well, Monday Night Football. Just, just This is a microcosm of his whole season. 27 for 33, 327, four touchdowns, no picks, 148 passer rating. Yeah. I mean, look at it on the season, 128.4 passer rating. Um, he's thrown for 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns, no picks, which is incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say he might be second in the MVP voting right now if the season ended today. But, I mean, it's close between him and Allen. Um, yeah, and Josh and Allen I like the really. fact that uh, Rodgers is, even at his age, is I wouldn't call him a running quarterback, but he's incredibly mobile. He gets outside of the pocket. Yes. He's able to actually make a couple of people miss. If he's got a scamper for a first down every now and then, he can. It doesn't look good, but he can do it well. No, I agree. I mean, and, and accomplishes I think the goal. I think a little shout out here to his teammate Aaron Jones has been a huge factor mm-hmm. in his success. Not only we're obviously getting a running game going, but catching the football. Aaron Jones, 135 right. yards, two touchdowns on the season, which is pretty good for a back. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I credit credit where credit's due, but Aaron has been fantastic with no Devontae Adams for two games. Alan Lazard was out last game. Um, Mercedes Lewis, the tight end, has been a little bit banged up. I mean, he found a guy. What was the the star? Uh, Robert Tanyan. Mm-hmm. On Monday Night Football, say so he's just he's distributing the ball very well. Yeah, I move down to second tier here. Yeah, so all right, so our second tier, what's the, what's the name of it again? It's called the Ballers. All right, I feel like that's pretty good, and here's here's why: these dudes on any given Sunday could could really ball out. Yes, and not to ball out to the point where because our third tier, you're going to say, well, those guys can ball out. Too. I'm like, yes, they can, but these guys can ball out at an incredibly high level, and and their team is winning. Mm-hmm. There's only one guy on this list that's an exception to the whole winning thing, and that's because I think he's so incredibly talented. But every other person on in this tier, their team is winning while they're playing at a high, at a high, um, at, at a high level. level. Yes. Yeah, um, a lot of like good veterans on this list. So you got we're gonna start with Tom Brady. Um, and people can bang on all, all they want. I mean, yes, but we're not accounting last night. We're not taking that into account. Or Thursday um, night, two nights ago. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, Brady's been really, really good. He has. Uh, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, four picks. People are calling him, he's not looking good. I mean, he's the second in the yeah, league. Yeah, I know yards. he's thrown the, the, what, two or three pick sixes. I don't care. He's second in the league in passing yards. He's second in the league in passing yards only to Dak, who's putting up video game numbers because they're empty stats. Yep. We'll get to that. But Brady's looked really good. He also adds a rushing touchdown. So, boom, 13 touchdowns, um, four picks, 1,400 passing yards. Um, his team's at this point for our list, for our list's sake, is three and one. Um, he just came off a five touchdown, one pick performance, 117 QBR. How would you not put him in? Yep. I mean, seriously, how would you not? I mean, he's taken a team who last year went, what, eight and eight? And so far, they are on pace to be way better than that. Yes. I mean, so they were three and one. That's a quarter of the way into the season. You project that out, they're projected to be 12 and four. If they fix the penalties, they could possibly right, be a Yeah, they need a little bit more discipline. Yes. Um, Move All right, on. second, some people might not like this, Big Ben. And let me tell you why um, I think Big Ben is is deserving of it. Because, you know, he's not putting up insane stats. He has a better QBR than Brady. Exactly. And that's what I'm looking at. The efficiency that Ben's shown. Yeah, he's only thrown for about 800 yards. Seven touchdowns. And the thing, what, what's what's always been Ben's not? A lot of picks. A lot of Only one pick. Yes. Um, so that's what I think is huge. That's, I mean, it's huge. Um, and still seven touchdowns. That's tied for 11th in the league. Yeah. So he's still a top 12 quarterback, which is usually the cutoff for 
for good quarterbacks. Um, so Ben's been Ben's been exceptional, and like I said, what's going to separate him from a guy like dropping down a little a tier here, like a Matt Stafford who has more stats? Well, well Big Ben's three and zero, and probably might be even four and zero or at three and one, um, depending on you know what happens this week. Well, I mean, I'm saying because they got that game canceled, so they're they're still three and zero when they should be you know four and zero or three and one. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, Big Ben's been really good, incredibly efficient, has kept his team in games, given them a chance to win the football game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I would, I would put Big Ben there. I like put him there. Yeah, I mean, people are going to say, well, the defense is still good. I'm like, yeah. But Big Ben has been incredible. The efficiency. I mean, he's got, like you said, he's got a higher QBR than Brady, 106 QBR, and, or 105 QBR. Yes, and Brady was, I think, at 94, 96, if I remember. Here, let me check. 96.8. Okay, 97. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I like Big Man. Um. All right. Moving on here. I got. Actually, we'll save him for the for the last one. Okay. Because he's the anomaly, right? Yes. He's one that's losing, but really good. Uh, all right. We'll go with Lamar Jackson. Um, has been in, incredible. People can rip on him all like down year, little hangover from the uh, MVP season. I don't see it like that at all. I, I think just because he had one bad game against the Chiefs does not define his season. Yep. I would say if he didn't have that game and he had a Lamar esque game, he might his stats might bump him up to tier one. Yeah. But uh that's not the case. He did throw for what, ninety some yards the uh-huh. other day, ninety seven yards. So that's not but, good. I mean, guys, at the end of the day, you're looking at this stat. He's thrown for seven touchdowns, only one pick, and uh, one one eleven. Seven hundred and seventy yards. So yeah. pretty much similar stats to Big Ben throwing the football. Yes. And hundred and then he QBR. also adds two hundred and thirty five yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown, hundred and eleven QBR. I mean, guys, we could bang on Lamar all day. I think he has his limitations, as in playing from behind, throwing when he's behind the chains, I agree that's limitations. But overall, he's still a really, really good quarterback. He's still in that top. He's still top two yeah. Tiers. If he's still if he doesn't have that game, I honestly probably put him in the number one tier. You Absolutely. know, he's still a really, really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we'll move on to our next one. I have uh, our guy, one of my favorite quarterbacks. To be honest with you, Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff's a really good quarterback, and people people can bang on him all he wants. I also agree that um. Outside of that system, he's probably not as good of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But look, right now he's three and one. Um, I mean, so basically, not much more you can ask from him. Uh, he's thrown eleven hundred yards, six touchdowns, two picks. Um, so not not a lot of touchdowns. Adds a rushing touchdown, so we'll go seven touchdowns, two picks. Look, guys, Jared Goff delivers the football well. Simply, it's simple as that. One hundred and eight QBR. Mm-hmm. What we'll, we'll, we'll with no running game either. Yeah, and only threw two interceptions with zero. No running game. running game. Look at that game against the Giants last week. Their running game, 23 carries for 58 yards. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, I'll go back a week and we'll – I mean, look, we could do this all day. He does not have a running game. Um, the week before, 32 carries, 167 yards. So not bad, but not great. No. Not great. Could use a little bit more help. That's only because Daryl Henderson had the best game of the season probably of his life. Um. You could even go back another week. Uh, oh, never mind. They had 191. Okay, so it was only really that one game. I think the opening week they didn't have much of a running game either, and he led them to a win. So I think that's what kind of separates him from being in the bottom tier. Well, not the bottom tier, but like the next tier down is um, Jared Goff can do it without a run game. He can do it without a run game any day. And his defense isn't great either. And uh, he's been able to either put up points or be a game manager. He's a very versatile quarterback. Now, before we get into this last guy here for this last – Last guy of the second tier. Um, like I said, usually, like I said, guys in this list 
have led their on this tier have led um their teams to a like a winning record. Yes. Like a really good record. Three and one, four and oh. I would say that while playing well. This quarterback, <clears throat> I'm gonna put him on what I like to call my watch list. Okay, so if he doesn't have a very good week this week, if he, he can easily drop down that he can he's on the bubble of dropping down to tier three, and that would be Deshaun Watson. There you go. And I agree he's on the bubble, very on the bubble, because I have a guy who is from the tier below us who's on, also on the bubble to come up, and we'll get to that. Two, actually, maybe. Yeah, there's actually a couple, I would say. It's a very – these guys are these are very close. These are all top – I mean, how many guys we have here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. These are the top 17 quarterbacks right now. And with the way that you know this league is going right now, I seriously believe that all 17 of these quarterbacks have been or will be a pro bowler. Yeah. And that's incredible. Honestly. I mean, we're going through right now. We So we've already gone through Russell, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. That's what? I don't think Josh Allen's been to a pro bowl yet. So that's no. three out of four. That's three out of four. And then Brady, four out of five. Ben, five out of six. Deshaun, six out of seven. Lamar, seven out of eight. Seven out of eight. Jared Goff, eight out of nine. Um, eight out of nine. So, I mean, guys, these are all Pro Bowl quarterbacks, and we'll get down to the next category. I think there's, I think there's one, there's one experienced guy that hasn't been to a Pro Bowl, and then two two babies that uh, haven't been to a Pro Bowl yet. Yes. Other than that, all these guys are Pro Bowlers. I know. Um, but anyway, so we'll get to we'll get to Deshaun. I think he's on the border, and here's why. Um, so only six touchdowns, three picks, uh, eleven hundred yards. The reason that I put him here is his just his skill, his raw skill. Yeah. And the way that yes, I mean he is zero and four. But he is the only glimmer of life on that team. And I, I, you know, his running game, I said it, I said it for uh, Jared Goff. I was kind of wrong there. He actually has a decent running game, not great, decent. Deshaun Watson has no running game. Last week, 26 carries, 96 yards, so decent for the running game. The week before, atrocious. Atrocious against Pittsburgh. Um, which, I mean, yes, I know it's the Pittsburgh defense. Don't care. You still got to find a way to be better. 15 carries for 29 yards. <laughs> yeah. And then continue on. No, it's like it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Continuing on um, the next week, 17 for 51 against the Ravens in week two. And then we'll go We'll go week one. It was – I'm pretty sure it was just as bad, I, if I remember correctly. Who they play week one? Because they've had a tough schedule so far too. And you have to factor that in a little bit. No, I agree. Oh, they played the Chiefs week one. Yeah, that's it. Um, 22 for 118, so that was pretty good. That's because David Johnson played really well. But three out of four weeks, he's had no running game. Mm -hmm. No running game. And he's still been able to be the only glimmer of hope and still be able to put up his stats and put his team in a position to win some of these games. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, You know, they almost – they were right there against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then – It was not an easy win for Pittsburgh. They were – no, they weren't right there against the Chiefs. Who'd they play last week again? The Ravens. No, no, no. That was, that was week, week two. That was week two. Um, oh, against Minnesota, they were right oh, there. Yeah. And so he's been able to put his team in a position to win the game as the only one with pretty much any skill. Yeah. Um, so that's why he's there. But he could easily drop down because, look, his team is 0-4, and he does hold the ball a little too long, and there's not enough touchdowns for the amount of interceptions he's throwing right now for my liking. I like a 2.5-ish ratio. He's only got a 2 um, so I'd like to see some improvement from him, but I, he's definitely on the border. He's on the cusp of dropping down, but he's still, I mean, can anyone deny the talent no. that Deshaun Watson is? No, 
Um, all right, so we'll get into tier three here. And yeah, tier three, we call these the, are our above average Joes. Yeah, above average Joes. Yeah, and so um, these are guys that need help around them and need some things to go right. But if it's there, they could easily win you a football game. Easily. A lot of football games, really. Yeah. These are still really good quarterbacks. I think what separates Tier 2 um, from Tier 3 right now is the ability for these guys to kind of put the team on their back from Tier 2. Uh-huh. Like Big Ben, you've seen him with like minimal running game. He's been able to, to win games. You've seen Deshaun Watson with obviously nothing. Has been able to win games, but has been able to be very, very good. Lamar, um, he's been able to put his team on his back. He can run. He can throw. Yes. Um, Brady obviously can. Jared Goff even can in some of these games with the, the lower stats rushing football and their defense not being as good. Um, but anyway, so that's I think that separates them. Like for we'll start with Dak, a guy like Dak. My reasoning: look, he can win games. He's got the help. He's got um, decent coaching. I mean, I know people can bang on Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett. Look, in the grand scheme, they're still pretty good coaches. Could be worse. You could have like Joe Judge or Adam Gase, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a running back. He has the weapons. He had he had the offensive line starting to deteriorate. Well, he had the had the back. had the um the defense. Now Zeke's still top top ten. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so the thing that separates him is his stats are kind of empty. Um, look, they're one and three. Should be zero and four if they didn't pull out that miracle out of their rear end against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And if it, Atlanta was any other football team in the National Football League, I sincerely believe that. The they Cowboys are 0 4. They're 0 4. Yes. And so that's a that's a that's a big problem. And the fact that he starts incredibly slow, Dak's first half stats, I don't have them pulled up. They're not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, going into the fourth quarter last week against Cleveland, it was 41 to 14. I mean, Dak couldn't even get them competitive going into the fourth quarter. I mean, yes, he brought it back a little bit, but come on now. Um, but he still is an above average quarterback. He still is a a really good quarterback. I just need to see those stats start to mean something. See, this is the thing, too. We talk about consistency. We talk about efficiency. The, the when Dak's throwing it 60 two, times, come on now. Yeah, and he's throwing at a, he's throwing a 102.6 QBR right now, which is lower than Big Ben, yeah. which is lower than Lamar Jackson. I agree. So, um, I mean, like I said, the only thing he has really going for him is the stats, but that's because, like I pointed out, he's throwing 60 times a game, people. I think he's averaging 50 attempts a game. And he also has a ton of garbage time stats. That's too. what I'm saying, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's great that he has like 1,800 total yards right now, and he's got 12 touchdowns total and three picks. That's great. I'm great with that. That's awesome. But when you're one and three, and I know it could be attributed to defense a lot of the times, I, I, I just need to see those stats start to mean something. Mm-hmm. I can't have you turn it on the fourth quarter against Cleveland and expect to be a top three quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then um, I will move on here. Derek Carr. Um, Derek people, Carr. Might, a lot of people might not in, like love Derek Carr. Derek I like Carr him. is a is a good quarterback. I like him. Um, so what's he got his team up to right now? Two and two, not bad. I think if you would have told me week four, uh, Vegas would be two and two, I probably would have not agreed with you. Hey, eight touchdowns, no picks, one fourteen QBR. Yeah, and he's thrown for eleven hundred yards too. So it's not like he doesn't have some yards to back it up. He's one of those guys that Tim and I were talking about before he's he on, came yeah. on. He's on the bubble to go up. I agree. Um, I would say I would say Big Ben and Deshaun are on the bubble to come down because yes, Big Ben, we are three like the Pittsburgh yes. is three and zero, but he has doesn't have a lot of stats. Right. I like his efficiency, but I'd like to see him start taking over some more football games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Derek, Derek Carr's on the border I'd, for sure. Um, people bang on him for being a little bit too safe. Listen, he's got Josh Jacobs, really good running game. He's got weapons on the outside. He doesn't have to be insane. Mahomes push the ball downfield a lot. 
He's just got to get the ball to his playmakers. That's yes. it. I don't care if he's got to throw slants or if he's got to throw safe little bubbles or safe in routes, out routes, all that. Fine. Good. Fine with me. Um, I don't need him to be a big risk taker. No. All right, moving on here. We'll go uh, Drew Brees. Um, so Drew Brees, generally, I would probably put him in the next tier up. Here's why they're not. They're 2-2, two and two, which, I mean, yes, like I said, Derek Carr is 2-2, two and two, but – and Deshaun Watson's own four. I, I obviously see that, people. But that's not the that's not Drew Brees' standard. That's Drew Brees' standard right now would be three and one, four and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's been good, but I need to see him start pushing the ball off field. Um, like I said, I don't see, I don't need Derek Carr to be Superman throwing the ball downfield, but he does actually push the ball downfield way more than Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees is way too safe. He's forty-one years old. He's declining. Uh, I agree, and and in an increasingly mobile league, he is incredibly immobile he's got yeah. negative three rushing yards on the on the year and he does not run the football no um he's got a thousand yards eight touchdowns two picks he still has the efficiency it's there but it hasn't really led to you know a winning record I mean, or 500 and they been, lost a couple bad games a lot of it's been dump offs to alvin Kamara that picks up about 50 yards a carry yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean i just i need to see more out of him i think when, once michael thomas comes back we could see him threading the needle a little bit more um, I thought he did a little bit better against the Lions, uh, but he he could also bump up. I would say if the, if the Saints start rattling off some wins here, but another guy, another um, guy who they actually played each other this week, uh, Matt Stafford. So yeah, they faced off this past week. Matt Stafford, uh, he's thrown for a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, three picks. So very similar stats to Drew Brees, just not very efficient. Ninety three QBR. Yeah, so that that's the only knock at him. Um, he's probably on the border to drop down a tier because the Lions are one and three. You know, only 90, what you said, 90, 93, 94, 94. QBR um, has, you know, for the amount of touchdowns, he doesn't have, uh, he has a little bit too many picks, I would say. Um, I, I do like to touch on a QB or to, to interception ratio, actually, but I just need to see more from him. I see more six. wins. I need to see more stats. I need to see something. Um, like I said, one and three and the stats aren't enough at one and three to be able to bump him up. All right. Um. All right, we'll go to the – I said there's going to be a couple of young guys. Actually, we'll save the young guys for last year. Yes, we'll go with um with Cam Newton. Uh, guys, I, I – I, let's stop ripping on Cam Newton. Seriously. Cam is incredible. He's incredible. Uh, I mean, so far this year, he has been a really, really, really above-average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's look at his stats. And, and what I think is most impressive is that he came in with what? How many – how many game or weeks, days till uh, – Till like training camp, he came in very late. He came in like the last. He came two in incredibly weeks. late, and he had minimal time to prepare, uh-huh. and no one knew if this was going to work. Huge ego, uh, going into somewhere where egos are not big. You know, he's yeah. been able to make it work. He's been able to resurrect his career. He's comeback player of the year right now for sure. And I'd with him either, on the field, they're two and one. Yeah, I'd say either him or Ben for comeback player of the year. With him on the field, they're two and one. The only loss they have is to is to uh, Russell yeah, so, up in Seattle. And the reason they he is in Tier 3, though, is because of his stats. He's two touchdowns, two picks. Yeah, but, but – 89 QBR. But the four rushing touchdowns and the 150 rushing right. yards is what I think separates us. So six touchdowns, two picks. I like the TD interception ratio. Mm-hmm. I like the total yards. I like the way he's been able to evolve his game. Yes. Um, usually he wasn't really like a thread-the-needle type of quarterback, but he's developed into that. He's – been really good. He could be on the bubble to go up if he starts. If they start winning and he starts putting up some more stats, and he's definitely some more stats. And if but, he beats uh, COVID, I think we're putting him in tier two. Nah. <laughs> All right, here we go with um the Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. 
Um, 0 and 4, so brutal, brutal. But, you know, he's thrown for 1,250 yards, seven touchdowns, two picks. 96 QBR. 96 QBR. He's been the Matt Ryan. We always know Matt Ryan to be. Just the Solid, dependable. dependable, can put up some stats. Isn't always going to put up a huge amount of wins. That's fine. But super consistent. Super consistent. Really good quarterback. Um, accuracy, touch, zip, can do it all. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I think I think he needs to win more though. So now we're going to get into the babies uh, that we have in here. The little yeah. The so little we uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with my guy Joe Burrow. Oh, yes. You know it is called the above average Joe's. Um, Joe's looked really good with no help with no offensive line. I mean seriously, uh, he's got an ele- he got 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. He also had 75 rushing yards and a touchdown and a 90 QBR. A 90 QBR with no help with no help, no, no training camp, no OTAs, no preseason. Well, he also has that rushing touchdown, so seven yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, no OTs, no preseason. No. Thrown into the fire. No offensive it, line whatsoever. Is, He's on pace to get sacked more than Andrew Luck was. Andrew Luck was record-breaking sacks. In a scary division. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's he's one of those guys. No, I agree. I, I mean, you the skill is, is evident. Um, yeah. Then we're just going to wrap this up real quick with our Yeah, we'll go to, go to Kyler. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray needs to stop turning the ball over. That's what, needs to bu- that's what he needs to bump him up. It's here. Look, he's got some stats. 265 rushing yards. Insane. That's 13th in the league, and he's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 919 yards throwing the football, seven touchdowns, five picks, adds four more on the ground so we could go with – um, 11 touchdowns, five picks. I need that ratio to be up a little bit more. With an 88 QBR. Um, yeah, he needs to start being more efficient. I think that QBR is low because of the picks. Yes. He needs to stop turning the football over, and he will be – he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. Um, but, yeah. I still think he – not an MVP candidate right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he morphs into one by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but, guys, those <laughs> that's our first uh, segment of our tier system uh, for quarterbacks. Uh, we should have a graphic up on Instagram later this week, uh, but we'll start getting more and more graphics up, um, you know, as these weeks progress and as we get um, more into the tiers of quarterbacks. But we are very active on Twitter, uh, so make sure you go check us out there too. Uh, but this is going to wrap up segment one. We will be back with Thursday night predictions. Uh, we'll have a baseball update and our Sunday night prediction or Thursday night recap. Sunday night predictions coming up. In Sunday the next all, is the, all day Sunday. Yes. Yo, what up? We are back. Um, if you guys are just joining us for some reason, if you fast forwarded to here, go back, listen to the quarterback tiers. Yeah. Um, in the first segment. But uh yeah, let's, let's just get right into um we're gonna get to our baseball update here. The MLB playoffs uh started they've gotten they're now in the championship series as yeah. of last night was the last game of the division series. Yep. Um between the Yankees and the Rays. So we'll just start there. Um, last night, the Rays beat the Yankees to move on. That was a game five, the deciding game. Mm-hmm. Chapman gave up another late home run. Um, as a as a guy who, you know, wasn't a stand-up fella, Aroldis, you know, mm-hmm. I don't mind him getting kind of teed off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as impartial as I may be, like if the Yankees won, I would have all nice stuff to say about them. But, hey, while they lose, I mean – might as well bash them. Yeah, a I mean, bit. <laughs> yeah, come on. the Yankees, you guys, you guys already have like twenty million freaking rings. Yeah, like you don't need any more. Like twenty six. Like, like I'm, I'm, good. I'm happy to see a nice switch up in things. Plus, yeah. Yankee fans are kind of annoying. So, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're not bad. They're, they're not as bad as Red Sox. That's fans. true. Red Sox. You know, fans are bad. I mean, I'll forfeit that fan base because they're pretty bad. Yeah. But I mean, the Yankees, they're, yeah, they're, they're loyal fans. Um. But yeah, that just sucks because they, they, they did not hit last night. Only three hits. 
Um, my 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 guy Garrett Cole. You love to see Garrett Cole do well. Yeah, there, I mean, uh, there was only three hits for the Yankees. They they and one the one run they had was on Judge's home run. So three hits, only one run. The Rays pitching staff completely shut them down. Yes, they did. Um, pretty much all series, but especially last night. And then Austin Meadows with the home run. They only had three hits too, but they made those hits count because they were two home runs. Mm-hmm. Austin Meadows, the solo home run off Garrett Cole, former teammate, kind of crazy. And if I can just add this in. Right oh, quick. while we're here. If you Pirate are a fans. Pittsburgh Pirate fan, you should be so upset about what you witnessed last night. Let me break it down for you. Who was the Yankees' starting pitcher? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Where'd Garrett Cole play first? Pittsburgh. Okay. Who was the Rays' starting pitcher? Tyler Glasnow. Where did Tyler Glasnow come from? Oh, that's right. Pittsburgh. Um, who had the big home run for the Rays? Who's that? Austin Meadows? That's right. Our youngest talent that we had in Pittsburgh that we dealt for absolutely no one. For, for Chris, Chris Archer, Archer, who's not even good. Yeah. So if you're a Pittsburgh fan, that's tough. I mean, it's tough for us to sit here and watch that happen. But yeah, but I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that series is now over. Rays moving on, and the Rays are going to meet the Houston Astros. Astros too. Yeah. That sucks. Whatever. Um. They went. They they go. Th- uh. Won the series three one. So not even all that close. Um. I mean, it popped off with eleven. Yeah. On not. Thursday. I mean, not. Yeah. Not too much to say. Their offense is just insane right now. Uh, they're just hitting the ball really well. Hopefully, that Rays uh, pitching staff can take them down. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'd I'd be interested to see if the Rays can do it because that'd be cool. It would be. But yeah. No, not Yankees. too much to say about that. Houston just they're hitting the ball really well. Yeah. Um, Atlanta swept Miami. I don't think anyone was really shocked. I mean, I did like Miami. Uh, pretty like they're a pretty good team. What did I say? I, I liked. I know that they're not like you said. They're not like tops in any stat categories in their depth. I thought they were a gritty team, and I liked that. I think their future isn't all that you know dark. Yeah, it's not as dark as we thought before this season. I no. think they have some hope. No, they do. Um, but Atlanta is just a better, a, a way better team. Yeah, and they showed it. They went three zero. They swept that. Miami just couldn't get on base. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and then in the other series, the Dodgers sweep the Padres, and um, I don't, I don't think it's as bad as this series. The you know the box scores make it out to be. Um, two players could have swayed this whole thing if they, you know, for the for the Padres, you got a guy like Denelson Lamette and Clevenger. and and Mike Clevenger healthy for those first two games. It's an it, it's a completely different series. Yes, it is. And in the first two games, the Padres are right in the game. It's not like it was a blowout every game. It was a it was a pretty hard fought series until this last game. Um. Kind of unfortunate, but hey, it's fine. We will actually get a pretty some inside opinion on that series. We're going to talk to relief pitcher Dan Altavia here coming up uh, within the next month or so. We'll get him on the show. Yeah, it'll be yeah, we we'll get him on the show. We'll get him talking about uh, you know how he thought the season went, how the series went, um, just some of the young talent and the young. So much hope in San Diego right now. Oh yeah, Tatis, Cronenworth, Machado still really young. Got like Austin Nola young. Um, Clevenger, Lamet, all these young, good guys. Um, so there's a lot of hope there, for there sure, for sure. But the Dodgers, Dodgers are just a buzzsaw. I just want to speak to the Dodgers real quick, and they looked really good. They looked, they ran every single ball out. Incredible. They were taking every base. I mean, the base running for the Dodgers. If I was watching, I think it was, uh, it must have been MLB Network. Maybe, maybe it was intentional talk. 
but they were talking about the Dodgers base running and just every opportunity that there was where they could stretch it to a double, stretch it, and just just hustle out that play, that extra little bit. They were doing it, and it was paying off. Um, the Dodgers looked like a really solid team going into the I mean, they championship racked up series. 14 hits in yeah. that last game. And, so. I mean, they were just flying around the bases. And so. nine walks. Yeah. <laughs> so the Dodgers looked really good. Um, yeah, but they, they did. The they Padres did. have a really bright future. So. I agree. I think it was a harder fought series in that game. I, I, think, I think so too. Um, so yeah, that's so to to sum up here in the NLCS, we'll have the Dodgers and the Braves. Who take them? I like the Dodgers. They're like just the Dodgers. so good. Walker yeah. Bueller, Kershaw, Dustin May, that bullpen, that yeah. lineup. They're loaded. Uh, and then Houston will meet uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And I like the Rays, their pitching staff, and their offense is good. It's young. I like it. I like the Rays as well. Um, all right, so moving on here, we'll go with our um, Thursday night little recap here. Oh, yeah, switch to the NFL. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady looked decent. Uh, I thought at the end of the game, you know, obviously he forgot the downs. I don't think it came down to that. I think you had plenty of opportunities to win it. When you only put up 19 points, it's hard to fault one play. Yeah. You could have put up points about, I don't know, any other time during the game. Yes. Um, I mean, Brady was decent, not efficient at all, 25 for 41. Only one touchdown, no picks though. Eighty-seven QBR. I need to see the efficiency more for sure. Right, and I don't know if you saw this or not or, or heard it, but pregame they were actually talking um, about how Brady wants the same offense, the same guys around him week in and week out. He wants consistency, but Bruce Arians just isn't giving him that right now. Well, also you also look at the injuries. Um, Fournette's out. Yes, McCoy's out, um, and then you look at. Their wide receivers, Ev- Evans has been banged up. Um, Godwin's been in and out of the lineup. They lose a guy like O.J. Howard. Which so it's is, tough to get to get that type of consistency right now. Well, the one thing that did shock me a little bit, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but Scotty Miller, who's been having almost double-digit receptions in every single game this year from Brady, had zero targets on Thursday. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. I it thought was it was strange. Yeah. You're not going to use – Scotty Miller's a very talented receiver. Yeah, what is he, like 5'10", but he just moves so quick. He is, he's, he's good. good. He's, he's a lot like an Edelman or a Welker that Brady always likes to target. So It's strange that he didn't get any targets on, on Thursday. Yeah, but. so, I mean, I, I, I'm i not I'm not going to look too much into it. The Bears' defense is really good. I, I think the takeaway message is that that offensive line in, in Tampa needs work. They need to figure something out. It does. Um, whether it's this year or going into next year, they did sign Brady two years, so they have him next year if he wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to retool that, figure it out. Um, hopefully they can get him through this year, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, you want to move on to predictions? Yeah, we'll move on to our, our Sunday night predictions. We're going to get yeah. you guys the betting line, everything. So, um, All right, we're going to start um, just the order. I see them on Fox Bet here. We're going to go Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta's favored by two points. The over-under is 53.5. What do you like? Um. No, I said I would never bet Atlanta again. I'm not doing it. Um, I So I'm going to take Carolina. I like Carolina to cover, and I like the under. I, I don't know if Carolina's going to win, but there's no way that I would put any money on Atlanta with the minus two. I don't like those points. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole if I was actually putting real scratch on it. 53-and-a-half, I'm going to go with the under. Actually, I'm going to go with the over. Um, yeah, it's a very even split right now. Um, I, I would go the over. Both defenses are terrible, awful, awful defenses. I'll go the over on 53 and a half. Okay. Um, all right, moving down here, we got uh, the L.A. Rams at the Washington um, football team. I wouldn't touch this game either, and here's why. Kind of a um, 
it seems like a trap game for the Rams. Uh, last week, they had a pretty emotional win against the uh, the Giants. It was a really hard-fought, close game, which it shouldn't have been. So they're kind of probably down on themselves a little bit here. I think it was mostly just a bad matchup for them, though. But I, I love Washington's front front four. I would not give L.A. the seven points. I would not give L.A. the seven points. I think I think Washington covers. Um, am I over, the over-under 46? I'd probably go the under. I like the under. I like L.A. to win. I don't know if I like them to cover. I think it's going to be kind of a close game. Kind of a close, low-scoring, defensive game. I think the thing that people can overlook here, the Rams played in New York last week, and I'm pretty sure they've stayed now on the East Coast, away from home. For no, the they, they actually they traveled went, back. Yeah, they traveled back. So that's another factor you have to add in here. Yeah. Because you're going from the West like West Coast all the way to the East Coast playing in in Washington. Yeah, they've been traveling back. Uh they they had the what they I think they had the Jets, Giants, and then now Washington. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember there was a story that they had two East Coast games and then also um uh, so did San Fran, but San Fran elected to stay out that way. Mm-hmm. Um so that could be but anyway, yeah. So I just that, that's definitely a factor, and I just don't that's that's a pretty large spread for that game. It is. Um I'll move on to Arizona at New York. See now the New York Jets, mind you. Uh now this I'll take the seven points, Brad. Absolutely. I like Kyler to rebound. I like that whole team to rebound off of uh, a couple bad losses in the past couple weeks here, Arizona. Against um, a terrible Jets. I think team. they definitely moved to three and two. Yeah, the Jets are t- awful, god awful. Um I like the seven points, Brad. I think it's probably more of a like a ten point game. Uh, maybe even 10, 13 point game. Um the over under is forty seven. I do like the over because I mean Arizona doesn't have a great defense. Sam, I like Sam Donald to get you know two, three touchdowns, um, but I think Arizona against the terrible Jets defense is just that much better. They're going to put up probably close to forty points themselves. I think. I think so. Right, Miami at San Fran. San Fran's favored by nine and a half. Um, that is no, <laughs> no. That's um, that's way too high of a spread. I think they do get Garoppolo back, but their defense isn't as good. Um, they do get Kittle back. I, I mean, no, there's just no. There's no shot. <laughs> Miami's not that bad. You know, I like Miami to cover. I like. I think it's like a, a touchdown game. Nine and a half is way too large for that spread. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take Miami to cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, the over under is fifty and a half. Mm. I like the under. I wouldn't put any money on that. I, yeah, I, I like the under as well. I wouldn't put any significant money on that though. There's a lot of scary games this week. Yeah, this is not a great week for betting. Because a lot of like a lot of sneaky games, a lot of games with with um some weird lines. Like I said, the minus two Atlanta wouldn't touch it. LA at Washington, huge upset potential wouldn't touch it. This Miami game, I wouldn't. I'm looking at a game coming up here. We'll get to it actually right now. Um, uh, the Vegas Raiders at I KC. Knew we were going there. Uh, the over under scary because both teams could put up a lot of points. Um, so that's the only thing I would pretty much bet on. I, I, I'd put money on the over 56. I'd put money on that. Do you like put Casey at 11? Do I don't like know, man. Spread? Putting real money on it? No. But I'm going to trust my guy Patrick Mahomes here to win the game by 20 Bounce points. back week for Patrick here? Why, it's that he's going to win by 18 points. I'm okay. going to put it out there. Wow. All right. But I don't feel convict, like convinced, you know, at all. Because I wouldn't be surprised if you get Derek Carr out there, time of possession a little bit, a little bit of dink and duck, 
feed um, Josh Jacobs time of possession, like I said. Yeah. And they end up, you know, winning that football game I mean, or yeah. coming definitely within 11. But it it's, could go either way. Um, I do like the over, though. Yeah, I would definitely like the over. Um, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Okay. Um, See, I, I don't think this is as, like, sneaky as people think. I know, like, yes, Joe Burrs looked good, and, yes, he hasn't looked as bad as we thought that team was going to look. That still doesn't mean that they're going to be a good team against Baltimore. That doesn't mean they beat the Raiders. Baltimore is still a much better team. And the thing that point, that I point to is is in the trenches. Baltimore's got a top three offensive line and probably a, against the run at least, a top three defensive line against the pass. Or the pass, like, rush, not great. But I would say in the trenches, they're just a much better football team, and I think that's what matters. Yeah. Um, and then Lamar, I like him better than Burrow at this point in his career. Especially Baltimore with that big run stop yeah. defense, like you said. When you if they can shut down Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, it's going to make it really tough on still yeah, I, Joe Burrow. I, I like the eleven and a half point spread as well. I'll take Baltimore to cover that. The fifty and a half, um, this... I will. I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. I think it's going to be very similar to last week when Baltimore beat um, the uh, the Washington football team. They won like thirty one seventeen. Yeah. Um, which would have gotten the uh, the over um, for this one. I think it's going to be similar to that. I think it's like a 34-20 type of game, you know? I do think Joe Burrow so I think Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Joe puts up a couple touchdowns, but I think he probably throws a pick. I think he, we see a little bit of a human in Joe Burrow. And, uh, yeah, so. We'll yeah, see. I agree. All right, moving on, we'll get to Jacksonville and Houston now. Um, I'm This is a sneaky one, too. Yeah, because Houston's bad, but they're more talented. And but so far this year, Jacksonville's been better. Yes. Um, so, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson here. I, I've always raved that he. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think I'm going to trust him to get a win. I'm going to trust him to be a little bit, you know, a little bit pissed off about him firing the, the firing his coach. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go out there with a vengeance. I think he's going to play really well, and I think they win that football game. The sixth spread, I don't know if I like that. I think it's probably a four-point game, you know, 31-28, 31-27 type of game. Um, so I'll take the over as well. I don't think either defense is particularly good. I like the over. I like the spread. I like Houston to win. I think it's going to be a lot. Mm. You like the spread with it? You don't think? Uh, you don't think uh, my guy Gardner gets in there to cover? No, I think this is the week that Deshaun Watson shows what type of quarterback he is. I agree. I think I, it's zero four. I think he's going to come out and I. Th- I, yeah, I just think also their defense isn't great. I think Minshew could put up some some stats. We'll see. Um, all right, we'll go to a game that I think is going to be a blowout, and I think it's going to be good for that team. Um, the New York Giants uh, at Dallas. I think Dallas needs one of these wins here. And uh, if we see a competitive game here, we're going to have some major discussions on Dallas come Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a one and three football team. They're favored by eight points. Um, the over-under is 53-and-a-half. I know I, I wouldn't put money on this because Dallas is so inconsistent, but I would say that Dallas covers, and I like the over just because I think Dallas is going to put up 40 points on their own. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. 53-and-a-half. I'll give Daniel Jones a couple touchdowns against that terrible defense. Um, yeah, so I will too. Both have really bad defenses. I'll take Dallas. I'll take the over. I'll take the spread as well. Yeah, I'll do the same. I mean, and if they can't win this week, there's some big adjustments we have to make. No, I, I agree. And if their defense gets shredded by Daniel Jones and company, I think we're gonna have to really talk about uh, Mike Nolan and the, and the getting them out of here. You know, I would agree. Um, all right, we'll go with uh, Indianapolis at Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by a half point, so going to be a really close game. I also wouldn't touch this game because it's such a close game. Oh, but I'm going to watch this game. Oh, I'm going to watch it 100%. <laughs> I actually like Indianapolis. Um, 
this is the type of game where if you have a lot of money, <laughs> which I do not, um, if you have a lot of money, this is a good, would be a good game to throw yeah. some on for Indianapolis if you feel how I feel, and here's why. Indianapolis has a really, really good pass mm-hmm. rush and a really good defense, um, especially against the run and, like I said, pass rush. Their, their front seven is fantastic. Um, Darius Leonard can stop the run. DeForest Buckner can stop the run, and DeForest Buckner can also get after the quarterback. They have a lot of dudes up front. Um, so I, and Baker's not good against pressure. Mm-hmm. And I like that defense to be incredibly disruptive. I, I, I will take Indianapolis. I think, I think Phillip Rivers with experience just has to manage the football game. All he needs is probably three touchdowns and, and one or two field goals. I think he can manage that. Mm-hmm. I think he can get him to 25 points, which I think wins this football game. Um, I, I don't know. Chubb's on the uh, uh, IR, right? So yeah, Chubb's out. I know you still have Kareem Hunt. You have that new guy, Ernest Johnson or whatever. I mean, that's still not, like, preferred. Um, I'll take Indianapolis. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. I'll take Indianapolis. I'll take the under. Okay. You're taking the under? Yeah. I'll take Indianapolis because of Chubb being out and their front seven just being so good. I think Cleveland's strong. It just, it just Baker well, struggles against pressure. It's well, simple as that. Yeah, but also – when you have a defense that shuts down the run that much and you have an offense like Cleveland that relies on their run that much, well, because yeah, Baker, yeah. like we said, the perfect scenario for Baker is him dropping back 20 times a game. Yeah, 25, 30 max. Yeah. So, and like, 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 for example, against Dallas, he dropped back 31 times, he went 19 or 19 for 30, 30. Um, so, I mean, like that, I'm fine with. But I would say, like, you really got to make it a – it's a run-first offense, simple enough. Yeah. And um, if you got a team that can stop the run and apply pressure, force Baker to throw uncomfortably. Yep. Um, they, they also – I think they're the number one um, turnover defense. I think they're up there. They're at least top three. Um, so Baker has been prone to throw some picks. I think they could definitely yeah. snag a couple interceptions. And it's um, that 4 o'clock window. I love that window. Oh, it's a great window. All right, we'll get to the uh, Steelers and then the Sunday night game. Sounds good. All right, so the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, kickoff's actually in exactly one day from right now. One day and one minute from right now. Yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh's favored by seven. I like Pittsburgh in this. I think they're a fresher, healthier team. So they had that little mini buy there. Mike Tomlin coming off a buy is nine and four. like that. I like that a lot. And yeah. with Carson Wentz and the Eagles, they're beat up, and the Steelers are not. We're a healthy team. And they're rested now. I mean, really, they're a healthy team with a week, what, two weeks off? Two weeks off. Because well, they have, well, so Sunday, full week. the full week, and then they didn't get that Sunday, so then this whole full week. So two yeah. weeks off. Two weeks in between games. I mean, come on now. So that's that's a lot of rest. Especially for an older quarterback like Ben. Yeah, an older quarterback. <laughs> getting their offensive line, kind of getting older. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Young guys getting some time off, you know. I like Pittsburgh. I like the seven point spread. I like I the like... seven point spread too. I think it's a ten point football game to be honest with you. And Carson Wentz doesn't hasn't looked good. And look look what happened week one. Everyone thought they would go in there and kill um, Washington. What happened? The pass rush, pass rush got to him. And, and the Steelers have probably arguably a better pass rush. Oh, they do have a better pass. Well, rush. I mean, it's it's close. It's close. I mean, statistically, I think actually Washington has a better pass rush. But I do like T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, and then you get Stephon to it and Cam Hayward interior. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, think as a, from a beat up offensive line standpoint, the Philadelphia Eagles have to be shaking in their shoes right now. They have to be. Um, I think this is a no-brainer. Give the Steelers the seven points. I'll take um, the under, though, because yeah. we don't. Uh, the Steelers don't have an incredibly prolific offense. It's not a really, really good offense. 
it's it's decent. I think Ben's good. Um, I think there's some work to be done. I think they just need to start putting the pedal to the metal a little bit more. I think unless Pittsburgh is playing like one of the worst defenses in the league, you always bet the under on Pittsburgh. I agree. Right yeah. Especially so with an I'll offensive take, coordinator yeah. like Randy Feekner. I will definitely take the under as well. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to move to the Sunday night football game? We have the Vikings at the Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by seven. Yes. Yeah, I like that spread, 100%. And the reason is because Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Against that defense, that defense has been really, really bad. It's been really bad, bottom 10 in the league. And look what he did against Bill Belichick's defense. Shredded it. Shredded it. Yeah, he did. So I'll take I'll take Seattle. I'll take the points. Um over under 57, what do you think? Under. You going under? I'm going under, but I think Russell Wilson's just going to absolutely blow up the Vikings. I, I go over because I, I do think the Vikings can put up some points. You got Justin Jefferson emerging as a as a really good wide receiver. You still have Adam Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook. Um, they don't have the Seahawks don't have a good defense. It's not a good defense at all. And Kirk Cousins against a not good defense could easily be a an above average Joe's type of quarterback, you know? He could. Hasn't been so far this year, but could be. Could be for up, sure. At least start sneaking up the ranks a little bit, making it. I mean, he's going to need two or three really good games, but yeah. he could. Yeah, I mean, like he's not a bad quarterback against bad defenses. Yeah. So, um, so I'll take I'll take the over on the fifty-seven. Wow. Any uh, any else we got there? Yeah. Um. Actually. Oh wait. One thing. Should we just do the Monday night games, huh? Or should we get that on our Monday episode? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get that on our Monday episode. Yeah. Um. Our I wanted to talk about the the tiers one time, and one of the guys that I don't think we thought about too much that I think could be maybe in that third tier, Sam Darnold. No, I think here's why. I know he has nothing to work with. He has zero people around him, zero. And I think, but he's like, not so a does Joe Burrow. But he also Joe Burrow's been putting up the stats with right. no one around him. Right. I so. mean, it's just he. At least Deshaun Joe Watson has put up the stats. At least no Joe Burrow has a couple of weapons that he can throw to that can catch the ball. Does, Sam Darnold does not. Yeah, I do feel bad for Sam Darnold. And he's very skilled. He, he is, is. He is. He's just, a very good quarterback. He just has nobody around Unfortunately, him. it matters where you land, you know. Yeah. And he landed in New York. Specifically um, the well, we, got, we got some time left, actually. Surprisingly, I didn't think we would have this much time left. So we could hit some of the uh, Saturday games we're seeing right now. Yep. We got a couple games in play right now. Go check it out on Fox. Um, the Red River uh, showdown between Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma actually is now unranked for the first time in, I don't know, like ever um, against 22-ranked Texas. They're up 10-3 to right now in the second quarter. They have the football. I'm um, pretty sure I could get that live, actually, if, okay. we, uh, if we wanted to. But um, moving on, what was that? Pitt and Boston College. It's Pitt week. Yeah, we're going to get uh, there. COVID. Don't you worry. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um and then we also have uh, Florida and Texas A&M is tied at 14 right now with about five to go in the second quarter. Number four ranked Florida getting a test here from 21 Texas A&M. Um, we'll go down here. Number eight UNC is, is kind of taking it to uh, number 19 V Tech right now, Virginia Tech. Uh, it's with about 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 21 to seven UNC. Close game here out of, uh, out of Missouri. Uh, Missouri's only down by seven with the football. To LSU right now, 13 minutes to go left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, some some interesting games in the later frame here. We got Tennessee, 14th, playing really well. Um, see if they can go into Georgia and upset number three Georgia. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other games I'm really looking at here is uh, Miami at Clemson is going to be wildly entertaining. That will be good. Um, Miami has been – we're going to really see if they're back. We're going to see if they could be a contender because if they can 
hang with a contender, we know that they could, they're not that far off. Mm-hmm. Um, so number seven, Miami, number one, Clemson. I do like Clemson, but it's going to be interesting to watch. And then, like you said, Pitt and Boston College. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a big one. And then a couple, is that at Pitt? It is. No, it's at Boston College. Mm, that would have been cool if it was at Pitt because, you know, Phil could have came home, played at home. Played at home, played at where he won the Whipple Championship game. Yeah, that would have been cool. But, I mean, hey, it's all right. He still gets to face the hometown team. We're going to see how he performs against that really good defense. It is a really I good defense. I think it's more of a test than we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Paris Ford on that back end. I'm not going to pick a team here because they're just so close. Pitt's favorite six. If I had to pick, I'd probably go Pitt just for their defense. And Phil is pretty inexperienced at right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we did see how he played against that experienced UNC defense. Played really well, actually. He played really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, just a couple smaller games. Alabama, Mississippi. (laughs) Alabama's favored by 23.5 points. Yeah, Foxbet has him at 25. Um, Kentucky and Mississippi State. Kentucky's favored by three. Both unranked SEC teams. Both terrible football schools in the SEC. So, uh, well, I mean, Mississippi I mean, State's getting better with KJ Costello throwing for like six hundred some yards. Yeah, because, but they're both of those two. They're the, so yeah, they're not great. They're, they're definitely the, like the runs of the SEC. Them, yep. Ole Miss, Arkansas. Um, speaking of Arkansas, they will travel to Auburn. They're uh, 14 point dogs at Auburn. I like Auburn with the points there. I do too. I mean, I hate betting college football though. Shame. I feel like every time I we we throw out our picks, they're always wrong. I mean, always. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, also I love college football though too. Yeah, because of the yeah. upsets. Uh, Texas Tech and Iowa State. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. Um, I mean, maybe Iowa State. They kind of have a knack for bigger games like that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Guys, interesting week of college football, NFL football. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, hold on, real quick before we end this thing, uh, Tim. I just wanted to give you a little, a little, uh, you know, a little notice. We've missed now two Wednesdays in a row. You're two Wednesdays rusty on trivia. So uh, start warming up, start bumping that rust off because this Wednesday we'll be back with another Tim's trivia along with our new quarterback tier ranking system. Uh, that segment we'll get to you guys on every Wednesday from now on. Um, but that just about does it. We don't have anything else to cover here. Make sure you're going to our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Um, we're pretty active, especially on Sundays um, around the NFL. And uh, we should be pretty active today too, watching some college football. So um, that just about does it. Thanks for listening to the issue. <laughs>